As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. After an unexpected absence because I went to Arizona and came back with uh, what I'm thinking is the flu and physically could not record last week. Yeah. We are bringing you a jam-packed Christmas triple of an episode. We're going to talk the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. No review there, but we'll touch on it a little bit. There's also the Guardians trailer. Well, I guess we'll have to touch on that yep. uh, quickly so this podcast doesn't get three hours long. Um, and then we have two movie reviews for you. You know, we thought about maybe just splitting it up, not doing one of them. No, we're just going to do both of them in the name of Christmas. Just off the rip. Two new Christmas films of very different variety. The first, Spirited, the Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell musical. Um, yeah. What is that fairy tale called? The Dickens story? Christmas story? Yeah, no, maybe. Scrooge um, story. The one with Scrooge. With Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Uh, it's a retelling of that classic <laughs> story. And then we are reviewing Violent Night, which is... Um, Fucking fun, is what you were going to say. action-packed Christmas adventure with David Harbour. And, spoiler, one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, David Harbour? No, he... he oh, my and God. And one oh. of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. Not David Harbour. I won't disagree. Let's get to the show. Of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I don't feel so good. Hulk. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty, so do you have uh, – what do you have to say about the, the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> holiday special? <laughs> I love that. That's the behind-the-scenes right there. You said, do you have anything to say about the Guardians special? I said, I do. You hit record and then asked me <laughs> if I had anything to say. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. That was your big thing you had to say? No, I, I, I like that Disney's doing shit like this because this actually was, like, really, really fucking good, and it's the first time we got, like, the James Gunn Guardians in quite a while. Yeah. In the MCU. Uh, and I appreciated it because it felt very organic. Organic. 
uh, organic. There you go. And it felt like these characters from the first couple of movies, and I love to see James Gunn back in control of this rather than them being part of, like, you know, Infinity War, Endgame, and Rag- uh, not Ragnarok. Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It felt funny. It felt... Felt funny? It felt... I'm trying to think, like, family. Felt uh, emotional. It was cute. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. I like this little 45-minute thing. I, they should do more stuff like this rather than, like, if you have an idea that you don't think is worth a full movie and they've been stretching it out into shows, just give me a 45-minute special. I would love 45-minute specials with other things because this was great. Like, it's exactly what they wanted to do. They, you know, told a story with these characters, very, very slightly set up the next film, Yeah, but just got to have some fun with it, and it was, like, genuinely one of my favorite Marvel things of the year. Yeah, Marvel's track record hasn't been uh, the best this year, I guess. Um, yeah, you made a good point. It's finally James Cameron's Guardians. James Gunn. James Gunn. James Cameron. I had Avatar in the mind. <laughs> um, it's his, you know, Guardians again, and it was it was fun. I'm excited for the, the movie. You know, you kind of forget, I think, how much fun the Guardians could be and how good of a filmmaker James Gunn is. And, you know, this just reminded it. As inconsequential as it is, it's rewatchable. You can watch it again. Um and it's probably the second to last thing these pe- characters are going to do on screen. So Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I liked the music in it. I liked this, and I, I want more specials. doesn't necessarily have to be of the holiday variety. But just give me more specials. I've heard – I haven't watched it, but Werewolf by Night is apparently really, really good. Oh, yeah, it's got rave. Yeah, I've heard that's wonderful. Like, just keep doing shit like that. Your shows kind of kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, that's just the truth. Like, give me more specials if you want to make Disney Plus content. The shows kind of suck, Ty. That's ridiculous. Um, Come on now. What's the best show? Of all time, probably. My favorite's Loki, but I think objectively probably has to be WandaVision. Yeah, the f- first and second one they made? <laughs> third. Loki was the third. What Falcon and the Winter Soldier was, was that in between. Second? Yeah. That Meant stunk. to be first. That one stunk. You know, I saw a commercial for that show the other day. Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, I was watching Why? a YouTube video, and they were like, it was a Disney Plus commercial, and that's what, like, what they were highlighting. Wow. Huh. If you haven't seen that by then, I don't know if you're going to watch it by now. Like now. Yeah, yeah. I think you you missed the boat on those people. Um, and then the trailer obviously came out. Um, you know, looks like a, an emotional. It's It's been long reported that it's kind of like a more character uh, exploration of Rocket and kind of c- completing his arc. Mm-hmm. And my kind of hot take, I guess, is Marvel always tries to mislead us. And everyone's like, oh, Rocket's dying. Rocket's dying because they made it seem like Rocket fucking dies in this. Yeah. I don't know if he dies. Uh, rumor on the street, Drax. That seems more likely. Batista, old. Riley watched the first Guardians, and I was like, he looks so much younger. Yeah. And Batista himself has pretty much said, like, he's kind of done. Yeah. He wants to do more character. serious shit. Yeah. So I think there'll, there'll be, like, a little bit of a maybe a tease with Rocket. Like, something sad will happen with Rocket, but I don't think they're going to kill him. And they could write him off or whatever. They don't even have to write these characters off. They can just complete their arc as the guardians and they're still alive and then you can always out there in the galaxy yeah and you can always fucking bring them back for a team-up movie if you want down the line and pay fucking mario you know a shit ton of money um chris pratt yeah yeah get a wahoo (laughs) in the guardians fuck yeah um but no the trailer looks really fucking good man it's just it, it looks wonderful i feel like we've been saying this about everything but i don't know they're on a they're on a good trajectory right now wakanda forever was good i mean getting back to it ant-man and the wasp looks like it'll be carried by jonathan majors which is good love that um and you know guardians looks good because you know they're kind of thor love and thunder i feel like the more that movie is simmered people seem like they hate it 
Yeah, I'm. I don't think it's done any good. Like the more that it's been out, the less people like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. and I I don't disagree. Some of the humor was awful. <laughs> it just wasn't what it could have been. But I like what they're doing here. I like where they're going. Uh, Adam Warlock. Saw Adam Warlock. Yeah, makeup I feel looks like really bad. I I feel like it didn't look very that bad. No, the makeup it just looked like. I think they me? were. I think they were afraid to CG uh, CGI it. I think they're like, That's fuck, fine. we suck at this. That's fine. They want to do full gold. His eyes are supposed to glow. Maybe they will. That'd be sick. They alter trailers all the time. I have a feeling he's going to be like a, oh, shit. We kind of set that up. We have to put him in the movie kind of addition. That's what I'm worried about with Adam Warlock. I think he's going to be the Riri Williams of this film. Oh. Type where, like, she gets introduced in Wakanda and it's kind of like a detour. Isn't he like a bad guy, though? Well, yeah, but, like, in Wakanda Forever, like, it's a detour to go introduce this character, and then she just kind of hangs out. Yeah, but out. she had a show coming up. Well, yeah, but I think that they set him up in this universe to be introduced with these characters, and so now it's going to be, like, a detour Adam Warlock is a roadblock type thing. Uh, been watching a Which lot of sucks. I've been watching a lot of Amazing Race <laughs> recently. He's a roadblock, and they kind of handle that, introduce this character, that whole but thing. But that's what sucks is what I'm saying. Continues back to the main story. You think? Well, he's a big fucking character. I mean, they fumbled the bag not having him be in the fucking Infinity Saga, like his main thing in the comics. Yeah. His head is literally a fucking, the not the Soul Stone, one of the stones, the Mind Stone maybe. Um, and that's why he just has a little fucking razor blade coming out of his forehead. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I'm worried it's going to be like a, like I said, like, oh shit, we, we set this guy up. We teased him. But James Gunn has like this different story in mind. So let's like kind of almost force him in and it not totally fit. I think it's just going to be an introduction for something larger down the road. I, I Maybe. I, I think they could have made a whole film revolving around him and the Guardians. I think they want to introduce him just to have that character exist and then use him in different properties moving forward. Should we stop with post-credit teases? No. I just, I'm thinking like, they do so much, like Hercules and Thor. What the fuck are they doing there? What are, like... I'll be honest, I forgot about that. Exactly. Harry Styles in Eternals. Yeah. Like, the Phase 4 has just been full of post-credit scenes. Shit, honestly, dating back to, like, Phase 3, even, like, well, pre- even in Endgame. And they all... But the, before they all... There were some pointless ones, but at least the substantial ones, they all made sense. They all connected to this inner, bigger story of the Infinity Saga... Now we don't even know what the fuck's going on, so it's just a bunch of loose ends, and I don't know. Well, even in Eternals, they set up two characters. Um, they set up the Harry Styles and the little hobgoblin. No, uh, the guy with the sword. Walt Whitman, yeah. Yeah. Um, every MCU Phase Four post-credit scene. Let's rattle through them here. Uh, one. Sh- no, go ahead. What were you gonna say, Jeff? Well, Shang Chi. I was just gonna mention the rings. I think that's gonna tie into Ant Man. Okay. That's my prediction. I think you're probably right. So here we go. They gave like all the WandaVision episodes. I'm just going the season finale. Scrolls recruit Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, they could t- button that up in Secret Invasion, but we have the fucking Spider-Man Far From Home uh, post-credit. What, is that technically phase four? The second Spider-Man movie? Where Nick- I'm going to keep rattling through these. Okay. We'll talk about them all. WandaVision, uh, Scarlet Witch uses the Darkhold and here's the twins. That's That got wrapped up the quickest. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, John Walker creates his own. No, that's an episode one. That's an episode. Okay, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> power broker gains more power. 
Um, they set up the one chick. Yeah. Black Widow. Yelena believes... Uh, Hawkeye kills. Yeah, her sister. Followed up on that one. Yep. Episode four, episode six, just teased another Loki season. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. We got the the intergalactic alert thing. Yep. Here's one I forgot of. Zay Ling revamps the Ten Rings. His yeah. sister in charge of the Ten Rings now. Yeah. I'm not going to do what if. Doesn't count. We then had Harry Styles. We then had Dane Whitman and Blade in Eternals. I'd like to point out you said Walt Whitman earlier. Um, is yeah. that the strain? Isn't that the Breaking Bad guy? Walt Whitman. <sighs> it might be. I'm Walter White. Walter White. Walter yeah. Walter White. Okay. I've been watching Breaking Bad as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Spider-Man No Way Home post-credit Venom returns to Sony. Oh, yeah. But the symbiote remains. Who fucking... Sony doesn't count. Those movies just don't count. Yep. And we got... He's he's broke now, right? Or was that in the movie? I was in the movie. Okay. V when he swings away in his new suit. Yeah. Moon Knight, uh, Jake Lockley, third personality. Haven't heard anything about a season two. Doctor Strange, we got the third eye and the Clea team-up. Incursion, yeah. Um, I'm not going to discuss Pizza Papa. <laughs> it's a bunch of other shit. We have Zeus orders Hercules to kill Thor. Yeah, when the fuck are they going to pay that off? Also, Jane arrives in Valhalla, if they ever continue that That was on. just one of those, like, yeah, little cute moments. Miss Marvel, we get Carol Danvers showing up, so I assume that's going to be in... Miss Marvels, yeah, or The Marvels. The Marvels, mm-hmm. and that's where this article ends. Yeah, I don't know. MCU's been confusing. Um, James Gunn, I'm, I'm a DC guy now. Fuck yeah, you're following you see him? today, like, all the Ride reports, they're just, like, killing, like, every single franchise. <laughs> Everything's over. Might not even do Black Adam 2 now. Yeah. Or uh, Superman 2. Aquaman, apparently, they're going to just stop doing Aquaman, but, but still they keep re- Jason Momoa. They want to recast him as Lobos. Like, that's a fucking power move for the universe to fall apart and them to still keep you. Like, you're the one guy who survived. Do you really think they do all that? I think with all the changes and shit and how unsuccessful it's been. Why not just say, hey, look, we know you guys like these characters. You're going to like other people playing these characters, too. Like, fuck it. Hit the reboot button. James Gunn knows how to do it. Yeah. Just fucking make it happen. Why not? But Henry Cavill just came back. <laughs> he did, and now there's. it's probably not going to be. <laughs> that's probably going to be it. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. Which, DC. again, leads me to that wonderful post-credit scene of them teasing a character who already exists but then came back into the universe just to never show up again. All-time post-credit scene. Well, you know a character that does exist that I would love to see in the universe? Who, Jay? Deadpool in the MCO. You know who plays Deadpool? Uh, that's Mr. Ryan Reynolds. You know what movie Ryan Reynolds is in Spirited, here? Spirited, the tech? 2022 holiday musical. You have a synopsis for us? <coughs> A musical version of Charles Dickens' story of a miserly misanthrope, misanthrope who is taken on a magical journey. That was a quick IMDb. I forgot about synopsis. Synopsis? That's good enough. That feels like synopsis, but there's an apostrophe at the end. Um, I watched this film in the thick of being sick. Okay. Um, and there was still hope of recording last week? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know. It's got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, 82% audience score. Yep. Um, it's a it's a fun little movie. Um, I feel like we haven't seen Will Ferrell in much. It's just nice to watch Will Ferrell. You know, he's over the hill, obviously. I was going to say, like, a little bit, but I don't, it's just he's over the hill. That's you being in denial there, and I, I respect that you got through that. Um, he doesn't do it, but... 
I, he's not over the hill as a filmmaker. He's over the hill as an actor. Yeah, I mean, there's a short a TV series. The last thing he did was Eurovision. It was, yeah. But you look like he produced The Menu, which has got great reviews. He's gotten a lot more behind the scenes. Executive producer, Booksmart. Producer for Hustlers. Yep. Well. So he's, he's yeah, been doing producing and stuff, so. He's helping make content rather than star in content. Vice. He produced Vice. Is that the one that, I thought that one got Oscar buzz, but it has yeah. a horrible Rotten Tomatoes. It did. It definitely did. Mm. So people just don't like it. Okay. I've never seen it, so I'm going to withhold opinion. <laughs> um, it's nice to see him back in the fold, though. Um, Ryan Reynolds, you know, he was Ryan Reynolds in this. God damn it, he was Ryan Reynolds. That and Will man. Ferrell, for better or worse, kind of was Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> this feels like these two showed up on set. And had a lot of fun. Yeah. They were given dialogue, and they read that dialogue. Um, it's on Apple TV Plus if you want to go watch it. If you want to pause this, watch it, and then go um, listen to our review. Ty, do you want to just jump in? We got two movies to review. We're already at like 15 minutes. Um, Let's rattle through it. Why don't you start me off with plot <coughs> slash story, Ty? All right, Spirited, we get it's it's the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, told from the side of the ghosts. Will Ferrell, Christmas fu- present. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's told from they they do their research on someone. Ryan Reynolds, bad person, unredeemable. Some would say unredeemable. Mm-hmm. They thought. Uh, <laughs> and basically, we just go on the adventure of how they try to redeem these people and show them their bad ways, just like they did with Scrooge many years ago. Until we get a shocking uh, plot twist. Will Ferrell, Scrooge. I didn't see that coming. He's fucking screwed. I had a feeling when they said, oh, you know, other unredeemable. And he's like, oh, it's been done once before. I was like, oh, I know which one. It's the most famous one that they've done it with before. <laughs> it made sense. It just did. Um, but yeah. And then we get so who dies. One of them dies. Ryan Reynolds at the end. Ryan Reynolds dies. Yeah. Sacrifices himself. Spoilers. Heavily spoiler. Spoiler <laughs> review. Um, for the ghost of Christmas present, who is no longer the ghost of Christmas present, and then Ryan Reynolds becomes the ghost of Christmas present. Fucking retires, and then he comes back to life. Isn't that pretty sick? Yeah. There's like, I'm done working. What happens when he dies after retirement? Does he have to go back to work? Is it a never-ending loop? That that sounds like you never actually retire. <laughs> it's just you get another job. <laughs> yeah. That um, doesn't sound fun. What did you give it, Ty? What did you score? I gave it a score of... Have you even done your scale yet? I have. I, I, I'm bumping it up. 14. You got a fucking Christmas hat on? Giving it a scale. I do. It's our <laughs> Christmas pod. No one can see it, and it's the worst like to do a visual gag for a podcast. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you brought it up. Give it a 14 out of 20. Look, I liked it. I liked the little uh, the little twist on how it was um, you know, from the other side, and you weren't like, oh, shit, what's going on? It was more like, how's this guy going to react? Um, I like the... The different way they went about it to look at the ghost past rather than the person's past. Mm-hmm. Like that it was staged. It was unique. It kind of, you know, a little world building there. It was fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah. it was And the plot twist. It was a fun twist on the very popular and, and told, overtold, I would say, uh, yeah. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. That's, there I don't is. know if you said that earlier. Um, it's, it's just, a, it's a, a new way to tell the the same kind of Christmas Carol story. Um, and kind of dissect the whole Christmas Carol story and the tropes that are in it and, you know, just kind of have fun with it. Um, they didn't go over the top. It's not like an adult comedy or anything like that. It was just, it was a fun way to, 
to twist it. That being said, I mean they are there's still a very obvious uh, source material and they borrow from that a lot and it's not reinventing the wheel. I gave it a 13. Okay, one point lower than me. I gave it a 13. It looked like you had it at 13 and then you bumped it up one. That's exactly what happened. I bumped it up. I like the little twist. I like the way that they went throughout the different things and, and different parts of their lives. Um, Jason, are you aware that William Farrell's first name is not William? Yeah, it's John. John William Farrell. What a disgusting... It's just a John. If you were a true Will Farrell fan, you would know that. I'm uh, real deep in the uh, mystique of him. I don't want to know the backstory. He's just a character. Thir- old. 13? 14? 13. I give it a 13. All right, yeah. That's fine. It's, obviously, it's been done before many, many a time, but not like this. That's when he gets some love from me. You know what else has been done? Talladega Nights, and they should do a sequel. Fuck yeah, they should. Would you go opening night to that like I- we did Anchorman 2? Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, F1 is so popular. They got to go to a studio and be like, look. Now's the time. Now's the time. We got F1 popularity. I sent you my made-up fucking plot that I came up with one day when I was just watching Talladega Nights or whatever. I don't even think I was watching it, but I don't remember the the thing. But I remember it sounds it. like Cars, and that's fine. It's like a Cars Three Redemption story kind of story, okay. like the Young Gun. Who plays the Young Gun? John Cena. He's a German driver for F one. John Cena's not young. He, well, he doesn't have to be young. He's way too big to be an F one driver too. He would not fit <laughs> in that car. I just want, he's bigger than the. Car. I just want John Cena in a Talladega Night <laughs> sequel. Is that too much? I get it. <laughs> okay, but can he be the crew, the crew chief? For sure, yeah. Will Ferrell's crew chief as he goes over to F1. He's German, though. He has to be German. Okay. He feels German. That's fair. I don't know who the... Who's like an up-and-coming comedic actor? I don't know. That's youngish and thin. We got to get Sasha Baron Cohen back. My whole plot was that uh, Will Ferrell's retired, and he's a NASCAR commentator now. And Sasha Baron Cohen gets killed in a crash in F1, and uh, Will Ferrell has to go avenge him. They go. Him and John C. Riley get back together. They go to Sasha Baron Cohen's funeral, and then that's when the driver who spun him out was like, spits on his grave or some dumb shit. I don't. It's fucking Talladega Nights. They could fucking do some stupid ass shit. Um, it's this is a list of uh, it's just someone's random list on IMDb. My favorite young male actors between eighteen to thirty five. It's got to be a comedy actor though. I'm not getting no Timothy Chalamet in here. Daniel Radcliffe, number four. I think it's a terrible pick. But Milton and Johnny? Can that be possible? <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Why not? I don't know any of these people. I Well, I do know these people, but they would all be terrible at this. And then the other ones are just too old to be the young up-and-coming F1 drivers. None of them have big enough necks. F1 drivers, biggest necks in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we need an actor with a long neck? No, a thick neck. Like a thick neck? Yeah, dude, they have necks like fucking tree trunks from all the fucking G-Force. Like, actually exercise neck muscles. That's a thing. <coughs> Can't get no fucking pencil neck. Channing Tatum got a big neck. Again, as large as the vehicle. Would never fit in a car. Decider.com. Dat neck. Channing Tatum's neck throughout his career. It's an actual article. Written wow. by someone. No shit. Um, visual cinematography. Look, it's kind of like... With a musical, it's like you're balancing because the music... Part of it's obviously part of the cinematography, but it's also very much part of the key elements. So I didn't really let it factor too much into here. Um, look, this is kind of just like – I mean, I, I guess things like the, the dancing with the musical numbers and stuff can factor more into visual cinematography. Um, this is kind of like a bog standard, you know, kind of film. They do some light CGI with some of like the Christmassy effects. You know, nothing was like outwardly terrible, but nothing was necessarily good either. It was just kind of like a run-of-the-mill – 
higher budget Hallmark type type of film filmed movie. Um, but it didn't look bad like a Hallmark movie because if it did, it'd be given like a four. Yeah. Um, I just gave it a ten. I don't know. I couldn't really justify going any higher, but there was nothing I really disliked a lot about it to give it any lower. Y- yeah. Um, I went a little bit higher than you. I think I gave it some love for like the set design on certain things and very much the dancing. Um, yeah. Apparently, there was like very famous dancers watched this with Victoria. She was like, "Hey, I follow that girl on Instagram." Mm. It was like just famous, like actual famous dancers and shit. Very good dance choreography and stuff in the background. Um, which, you know, when you have an eye for it, Jay, you can tell those kind of things. It, it puts it a step oh, above. You have an eye for it or Victoria I've learned, has an eye for I've it? I've learned. I've acquired oh, okay. over the years. Not to brag. <laughs> I give it a 14. I like Jesus. the set. I let the, it's four points higher, two points for the set design, two points for the dancing. I probably didn't give it as much love in the next category. I put dancing and visual cinematography. I put the songs and everything for the musical and key elements. So I split that one up. Okay. Dancing, visual, medium, I, cinematography. I, just, I don't appreciate the, the dancing, I guess, as much. Yeah. I'm not a, a connoisseur like you. I, it's, again, it takes a, you know, a certain kind of eye <laughs> to know when people are just phoning it in and they don't know what they're doing when people are trained. <laughs> tell the difference. Like the people in a night shift, night shift. or a day shift? Day Which shift. one is it? What it's about that? The vampires, the contortionists. Oh, yeah. You did not like that. Oh, I fucking hated her. <laughs> I fucking hated her a lot. I got a really bad <laughs> score for me. I don't know where I didn't give them credit, what she caused in that bad score. But the highest score that movie got in any category was a five. So, Yeah, I got a 20. Uh, key elements, Jay, for Spirited. This is a comedy musical. How funny did you think it was and how musically did you think it was? I thought the music was quite good. I apologize. Um, it's a holiday musical. How holiday do you think it was? It was very holiday. It was very Christmassy. <laughs> um, the comedy, it's not like a, a old school Will Ferrell movie, but those don't exist anymore, unfortunately. Mm. Um, the comedy, it was it, it it got some chuckles out of me. There was nothing like that really blew me away. It was making me, you know, hearty har har. Um, but it's like as funny as a as a Ryan Reynolds Will Ferrell movie. I think you'd expect it to be. My father said he laughed his ass off. So fuck yeah, um, love that for him. He, I feel like he loves these two. I feel like your oh, dad yeah. really enjoys him some Ryan Reynolds and obviously loves him some Will Ferrell. Yeah. So you know the comedy is obviously there. Um, I like most of the music. I like the song "Good Afternoon" was probably my favorite. Oh, easily. It was a great song. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, maybe recommended or not recommended. Uh, that's what you do. You just recommend Oscars. Uh, nominate for an Oscar. Who knows? You think? I think it should. Okay. It's I fun. like Ryan Reynolds witty. trying to sing in British. If Eurovision can get a fucking Oscar nom, granted the competition was very, very light that year. Will Ferrell Grammy winner? Oh, did I say Grammy? I meant Oscar. I said Oscar. You said can Grammy. Can you get a Grammy? It's a no. song. Grammy's the only an like Oscar? studio release. See, it's not as impressive. He's, he's Will Ferrell. That's what you would expect him to have. Is he the best actor to never get an Oscar? No, there's probably a fucking big list. We don't have to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, I gave this a 15. Um, I like the music. I like the Christmassiness. It was funny enough. It was lighthearted. Yeah. It was what it wanted to be. I gave it a 14. Right there with you. Uh, the music, good afternoon, best part. Comedy was good. I love when Will Ferrell made fun of the guy who was dressed up as Elf. Um, it was yeah. at that very moment that I realized this was his second Christmas film. <laughs> I forgot about Elf entirely until that point in the movie. Um, Didn't watch that movie till like two years ago. Elf? Yeah. Seriously? There's a lot of Christmas classics I haven't watched. Ty. But I, that's not a Christmas. Uh, like, regardless of that being a Christmas classic, that's a Will Ferrell movie that you waited that long to watch. That's what surprises me more. It's pretty good. 
It's a wonderful film. <laughs> it's a great Christmas. It's probably one of my favorite Christmas films. It's just so easy to watch. I, that's I'm saying that like that's a bold take. I think that's a lot of people's favorite Christmas film. See, I liked uh, junk Christmas films, which we will get to with the Random Rotten Tomato movie score. Oh, junk, like just really shitty, but <laughs> we'll see when we get there. Like, like Hallmark or no, no, gosh, okay. think I would go down to that standard. I don't. Who I don't likes know. Hallmark movies? Victoria, I know they're the worst. They're so bad. I hate them. <laughs> you were making a point. What was your point? I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. It was funny. I think I was just saying it was funny, and then I went down the elf. And then I said, Elf's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And then I said, I don't think that's a unique take. Oh, fuck. I put my, my these reviews in my 2021 sheet instead of my 2022 sheet. Hold on. How did you fuck that up? We're like... I didn't click we're over. We're 12 months away from 21. I didn't click over. Um, okay, we're good. Got my final score. Characters. Um, it was Ryan Reynolds and it was Will Ferrell. Goddamn right it was. I enjoy those two. Um... Ryan Reynolds? No, Ryan Reynolds can do Ryan Reynolds. It's when other people try to do Ryan Reynolds that I have a problem. Like when the boy and kid, yeah, an Adam, Adam Project. Project. Yeah, um, yeah, they they kind of were who they were. I thought uh, Octavia Spencer is yep. that the right name there? Yep. Look at me go. Um, thought she was fine in her minimal role. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a thirteen. I gave it a thirteen out of twenty. Look, they didn't fucking do like any spectacular acting. They showed up on set. They had fun. They probably had some um, improvised lines. They sang. They weren't great singers, but you know what? I don't really hold that against them. That was kind of part of like the the fun funniness. I just, <laughs> I just funniness. <laughs> the funniness. Okay. Um, I gave it a thirteen. Like they didn't fucking break any boundaries, but they were good enough. Yeah, I I gave it a twelve. I I, I think baseline is probably like a nine because it's just Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Octavia Spencer was fine. I liked Tracy Morgan and um, Sunita Mani. Oh, she was good. She was probably my the favorite character. Very funny. She fucked Ryan Reynolds. She did. Good for her. And then she acted like it was nothing, which, like, come on now. <laughs> He's one of one. <laughs> you don't get better than him. He fucked a ghost. That was a wild plot point in this film. Yeah, it just felt out of plo- <laughs> like place, but it was like, I'm, I'm going to fuck this guy, and then I'm not going to go to work, and you can cover for me. <laughs> It was incredible. No, they were very funny. I enjoyed them. Um, it's not like anyone's winning a fucking Oscar for this, though. Like, yeah, they might for the music, the song. Not like anyone's winning an acting performance Oscar <laughs> for this, though. I mean, it was fine. They, they were what they were. I know the whole thing's like supposed to be about character development and everything, and it's like where you get love for this, but like, he was still a dick. Yeah, he didn't really develop that much. He oh. was like an asshole. Even at the end, he was still yeah. an asshole. Then he saves Will Ferrell, but he's like, he was still being an asshole like 30 seconds before he jumped in front of the bus. Yeah, and then he becomes the ghost of Christmas president, and he's like a good guy now. Yeah. No, still dick. I don't understand. Well, the last, the, the closing montage, he wasn't a dick anymore. Finally. Like, it just kind of flipped. Yeah. It wasn't like a slow turn. He, it was the thing with the ghost. He made it serious after yeah. being a one Christmas past stand. <laughs> um, enjoyment. It's a fun, lighthearted movie. I'd watch it again. Maybe watch it every Christmas. Who knows? Oh, could become a. It, it's a movie that can become a Christmas tradition, just because it's it's lighthearted. It's fun. It's got jokes in there you probably will forget about, and then you'll rewatch it and you'll laugh at them. Yep. Um, I gave it a fourteen out of twenty, tied to give my final score of a sixty-five out of one hundred. Gave it the same score as you there, Jay. Gave it a fourteen out of twenty. Final score sixty-eight out of a hundred, giving us a combined score of what'd you give it? 65. I will say I had it at 64 originally. Bumped it up one category. 
Because I didn't want I didn't want to put it below the line. That's not how the scale's supposed to work, Jay. <laughs> the number's supposed to say whether it falls within or above the line. Well, it did fall within the lines because I gave it a sixty-five. That's right there within the lines of sixty-five to seventy-nine point five. God, sometimes, man, you just don't. It's a patent pending scale, and you just don't respect. Either it. way, your score would have brought it up, so it's fine. Sixty-six and a half, putting it at ninety-seven out of a hundred and fifty-eight films that we've reviewed to this point. <laughs> um, because we're about to review one hundred fifty-nine, Jay. It's tied with Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat. Two movies that are probably pretty overrated on this scale. Um, yeah. It's been long talked about. And a dog's purpose. All three, 66 and a half. That's a sad movie. Godzilla vs. Kong was my return to theaters. Mortal Kombat was your return to theaters. So that's well documented. Now you hate the movies, which is weird. I don't hate them. I don't know. I like going for the right films. I've just, I got accustomed to when it's a small, like, Look, man, if there's no reason to see something on the big screen, I don't want to see it. This next You're movie, not a fucking connoisseur, then. This next movie, I'm glad I saw it on Every the big screen. Every movie has a reason to see it on the big screen. Not true. Type. So not true. Some, some films are made for the small screen. <laughs> get some popcorn. Sometimes it hurts my stomach. Did you get some popcorn last night when Fuck you went yeah, and I saw did. Violent Night? Absolutely. What time you see this movie? 6.45. I saw it at 4 o'clock. I was going to ask if you wanted to go, but I was like, I'm going earlier. I'm not fucking waiting that long. Yeah, 6.45. Not until I got home. That's why I didn't wait for you. And I was uh, by myself in a, in the giant screen. Did you see it on the giant screen? I did. Uh, with two other dudes. Yeah? That was it. Just two dudes and me. I, I Just throwing out. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I did go a little bit later. I probably had 10 people in my theater total. There's a group of four behind us. Uh, it was like a double date type thing, if I'm not mistaken. They were enjoying it. Much. Like, I enjoyed it. They were having a fucking blast. That makes it better, though. They were like, it was a small theater, and you could hear them hysterically laughing at multiple points throughout this film. If if I had those people, I my score might be 20 points higher. Yeah, and they weren't like the rude, like annoying, like over-the-top obnoxious. They were just having a good time, and I fucking loved it. You love to see it. The most infamous story of that is when me and Riley saw Stuber in Boston, and yeah. she was asleep, and uh, directly on my left was a couple, probably on one of their first dates, you could just feel their energy. It was like I was living through them. I was in my long-term relationship with my girlfriend who didn't want to see this movie and fell asleep. But then there was this younger couple. Not younger. They were our fucking age. Probably older. But, like, you know, still in that honeymoon stage. And they were laughing at every joke. And I was laughing right there with them. You and felt like the third wheel. Was <laughs> like, you wanted to be a part of that. And the guy had the funniest fucking laugh ever. I can't. I don't remember. But I remember his laugh was fucking hilarious. And it just makes the movie more enjoyable. It does. Maybe if Riley went with, actually went with me. The Violent Night. I would have maybe given a higher score. I don't know. Hmm. Do you have a synopsis for this film? I do, Jay. Um, It's going to be a short one again, though. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor has been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. 
Let's get back to the pod. When a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. So just off the top, Ty, like, I didn't know, like, what this movie was about going into it. I just knew it was, like, Santa and action. Action? Yeah. (sighs) This was probably, like, the worst plot they could have done for action Santa. Elaborate. I thought I was going to get, like, Santa, like, going house to house fucking people up. Oh, you thought Santa was going to be the villain? I thought he was the villain. I really did. There's a twist. That could have been something. Well, in the beginning, he literally said, like, this might be my last Christmas or whatever he said and you at the were bar. Like, oh fuck yeah, he's <laughs> gonna go. going on a like, fucking If you're rampage. on the naughty list, he's gonna be your yes, fucking judge, jury, and executioner. That's what I thought it was gonna be. I that's thought not a, that's gonna, not a bad film idea though. I thought it was gonna be Santa going around fucking killing the naughty list. Yeah. Just like I'm fucking done. That would have been pretty sick. <laughs> I'm, you're not wrong. I like, don't know who defeats a, a evil Santa, but the fucking they can figure that out. Like Futurama. Futurama's got evil Santa. Yeah. Evil robot Santa. Well, maybe that's why they stopped. Actually, maybe they're like, oh, this is. He's been done. <laughs> um, but no, when that's it, fun. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> when it was just rich family, like they did the whole Santa scene, and then they had the guy just – they cut to the guy sitting there waiting for the car. I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Why are we doing this actual movie bullshit? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, we're going to – the most generic fucking – we're going to kidnap this rich family and steal the money plot, and Santa just so happens to be there. Um, also a little upset, I'll say. Like Santa like wasn't that – like I thought he'd at least have some powers. He's kind of just a dude who knew how to fight with a sledgehammer. What do you mean some powers? He teleported up okay, chimneys. Okay, to the chimney. That's the only fucking power. But like, he doesn't understand Christmas magic either, Jay. How the <laughs> fuck do you expect him to use but it? But like hand-to-hand combat, he was getting fucking wrecked. And oh, like, oh, not once he got his fucking hammer in his hands, my friend. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. He had a wound that he had to like stitch up himself. Like, I th- I thought Santa <laughs> would just be a little bit more. He seemed like as easy to kill as a human. Yeah, you're not I, wrong. I thought he'd be a little bit more. A little more powerful than that. Okay, I look. I appreciated him having a wound to stitch wound to stitch up because it uh, gave us the seam of him wrapping his wound with Christmas paper, and that's that's fucking funny. They were very committed to the Christmas bit throughout this entire film. I enjoyed that very much. It was ridiculous. Um, I will say, like, if you look at my scale, there's some decently high categories, but there's just one singular dynamic of this film. That kind of ruined it for me. I think um, there's two. I think there's two that, that bring it down. And then I think there's one that bring it up. Categories? Are you talking categories? Yeah, categories. <laughs> well, okay. Plot slash story. Like I said, I thought we were getting fucking Santa with vengeance. Going to yeah. go kill the whole naughty list. Um, This plot felt so forced. It felt so like, how can we make an action Christmas movie? Let's come up with the most generic fucking kidnapping story there is. Mm-hmm. And like tie it all together with a little girl, which is like the laziest tie together ever, who still sure. believes in Santa. Yeah. Um, Whoa, Jay. Sorry Spoilers. to any of our young listeners out there. The fuck? Santa's real. He'll fucking kill you if you're on the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was pretty lazy. I don't. This movie was never gonna have like a great story. Let's be honest. Um, and that's not what it's it's meant to do. So I, I gave it a seven. Mm. Seven out of twenty. Okay. Uh, well, you're gonna make me look like the bad guy now. I gave it a five. Oh, don't worry, I got some low scores coming. Okay, up. it's not it's not a good story. No, it's a terrible story. The plot's awful. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it takes like fucking three days if you don't have the key to get into this vault. But he just like moved the money without anyone knowing ahead of time. Yeah, the key, I guess. <laughs> I, but even with the key, they had like a hacker bitch and everything, and he was just like, you know, yeah, fuck it, why not? 
And then, like, you know, they're just in the house, and it's just Santa, like, going through. It's a terrible plot. God-awful plot. Why would you write your mom a Christmas note like, I stole $300 million from you? <laughs> you would instantly get incriminated. <laughs> instantly. And, like... It's so stupid. And Victoria brought up a great point. And they're like, this guy's like, no, open your book. Oh, Victoria went and saw this? She did, yeah. Oh, proud of her. She had a good time with it. (laughs) But she's like, oh, this guy's like, oh, open your fucking presents and everything. And then there's a note. And she's like, no, I'll just keep it to myself. And he just allows her to keep that note to himself. (laughs) He would have had the gun to her head telling her to read the fucking note. (laughs) Yeah. That guy was crazy. Yeah, he was. He was. And then they would have known, like, hey, dude, stop breaking into the vault. Money's not there. (laughs) Fucking... What a, what a, and like that whole thing of like he's trying to get his family back. Yeah. And that was his master plan was to steal $300 million yeah. and then just – how was he going to explain to his wife where he got $300 million? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I also love like they're supposed to be the ones that we're rooting for to get saved. Like bad people. Yeah. I don't care if any of them get saved. I just wanted to see Santa go ham with that fucking hammer more. <laughs> also, just a classic gaffe like – you could steal $300 million and then write your mom a note telling her you did it and have to go live in fucking Venezuela your whole life. Or you could just steal like $10 million and she probably never notice. That's a rounding error. Yeah, she'll never fucking notice. You don't need to live off $300 million. You can live off $10 million, I guarantee it. Yeah, and then you don't have to write her that fucking stupid note. Yep. God. Terrible. So bad. <laughs> so stupid. And then the guy, the villain, just like somehow knowing everything and knowing like – He's got fucking eyes in the skies, and he's fucking convinced her fucking SEAL team to fucking work with him. Like, yeah, just like an overpowered villain, but no reason why. No explanation. I guess how split either. the money. I guess, but yeah, no, very very bad story. Very bad story. I will say the the one part I enjoyed very much of the story is the uh, Santa Claus lore. I like the thought that Santa was a Viking who murdered people. Um, break pillaged and plundered <laughs> and then settled down to live a life of yeah they didn't like i thought they would at least explain how he became santa well i, I, I love that he was the man in red or whatever because he was covered in blood yeah and then it was like well, let's mrs claus also dead i think no no she she sent him the sled with his that's what i thought but like he said like she asked the little girls like which for one thing he's like i just want to see mrs claus again i guess that means he wanted to go home yeah he okay. wanted to survive I thought him and he wanted to die. And then she sent him gifts for his the rest of his night. There's no way he finished that night, right? I'm going to tell you, Jay, he spent a lot of time at that one house. <laughs> it's not great when you have that many numbers of houses to do. <laughs> also love the, the typical Christmas trope of uh, the adults don't believe Santa is real when Santa is in fact real, but no one questions the random presence under the tree. <laughs> Yeah. Like adults would know if Santa was real because there would be random presents under the tree for the kids that they wished for. Parents wouldn't think Santa's fake if he was real. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't no. make any sense. No. Uh, visual cinematography tie. Um, this was gory. Yes, it was. Rated R. <laughs> <laughs> this was pretty gory. Um, this kind of had the kind of gore I would want out of a Mortal Kombat film that the Mortal Kombat film didn't give us. Um, the action wasn't as much as I would have liked, but I liked it. It was the, it was a lot of hand-to-hand. It wasn't just like, let me shoot a lot. Yeah. Um, well, there was a lot of guns. No one used them. There was many scenes where everyone just stood there with guns. That's true. Um, it's not the best action I've seen. I'm not like a huge, like, super gore guy. Like, I kind I. I kind of like the dad action gore, but I don't not like there. There's 
You like more of the PG-13 kind of action. Well, okay, so Nobody is a movie that this production company made. I don't know if you ever actually ended I up watching it. Wa- I started it. I watched like the first 10 minutes, haven't finished it. It starts very slow, but then yeah. it picks up. But like, like at the train station. Yeah, so like the oh shit moments where like a guy will be like fighting six dudes and he'll find creative ways to like kill them. Like this is a little bit more gory, so it's not an ex- exact example. But like when the fucking guy falls on the stairs in this film and the nail goes through his mouth. <laughs> Yes. And it's just like a oh like an oh shit kind of like unique way to kill someone. Yep, that stuff's cool. But when it's literally just like bashing brains in, yeah, like I'm not I don't hate it, but I'm not like fully against it. I had to look away twice in this film. I will say that I don't re- recall exactly. Okay, but I do remember fucking like ooh I can't watch it's that. the one where it's like the snow snow plow or whatever or the wood chipper, and they got caught and got pulled into it. Might have been in the shed. Might have been. I know Victoria looked away for that. I gave it a fourteen. All that being said. Yeah, I was right there with 14. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, the action was fun. It, it could have been better, but it was fun. And oh, I, I apologize. I was looking at Spirit. I gave it a 15. Uh, gave it a 15. Action was fun. Did you catch the one shot? Mm-mm. As soon as he breaks into the house and he fights the very first guy who ends up with a star in his eye. Like going over the pool table. The second guy. The first guy then who falls out the window on the ice school. You're absolutely yep. right. Yep. It's a one shot. He goes through and they like go over the pool table and then get back up. Fucking no, love the me. pool table was the second guy. Whatever the fucking first <laughs> scene was, then Jay, I don't remember. The first scene was the icicle guy. The second scene was in the but basement. He like fights that icicle guy. Yeah, but it just in the bedroom. Now I don't know which fight. One of them was a one shot. <laughs> one of them there was a very nice one shot. A couple minutes worth. Enjoyed it very much. Enjoyed the action. Loved the look, man. I've been replaying God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a PS5, not Sprag. Hoping to get that PS5 here soon for ha- for Christmas. You well, have I, it. I, she you bought it as a Christmas present, you, so I have it's not It's been purchased, it. and you didn't tell me Allegedly that they were in stock. Purchased. And I, then they I instantly went out of stock. up and said, enter your card information here. How sad would you be if she didn't buy it? <laughs> she bought it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure she bought it. Getting the other God Awards, very much like, like Norse shit. Look, man, this is fucking sick to have a badass... Santa Claus just swinging a hammer around. That was pretty cool. You do like kind of like the Norse, I like do. fucking the Northmen. I do. Ugh, I that was a that good movie. film. Friendly reminder, it's going to be an Oscar. Um, <laughs> best picture fav- uh, nominee. I thought of that movie when they showed uh, Santa Claus as a Viking, and I shuddered. Yeah. I hate those movies. He looked kind of. It was kind of cool seeing Santa with his fucking shirt off, all tatted up, with his hair in a bun. I said Santa got ghetto. He took his earrings out and put his hair up. I'm <laughs> ready to fight. That was that was fun. Oh fuck! I like the one shot. I like the action scenes. Um, CGI and green screen a couple times pretty bad. Um, it was fun. It was good. Key elements though. That's where this movie shines. I gave it a 15. One higher than um, visuals. It's a Christmassy movie. It's the gory action. Mm. Um, I want to hear your take on it before I give my take. Yeah, I give it an 18. I, okay. I I had a lot of fun with the gory action. Um, it was very Christmassy, as he is a Santa. Look, man, they were so fucking committed to the Christmas bit. The yep. man wraps himself up with fucking wrapping paper. He tries to strangle people with tinsel. He sharpens a candy cane, uses it as a knife. Um, he yeah. f- he yeah. fucks someone up and then is like, oh, ho, 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 and just sneaks it in there. And I loved it. They do the Home Alone ripoff. Home Alone ripoff. He uses the Christmas tree star to stab someone in the eye. That was and a creative way to die. That was cool. It was just they were so, so committed to the bit of everything being over the top Christmas. Um, the last guy, he teleports him up a chimney to kill him. 
Yeah. Incredible. Wonderful. Yeah, that was pretty gory. Um, that's why it gets all the points it gets for me. I mean, 15 is not a low score. I feel like I'm kind of judging this, grading this uh, movie on a curve, which might not be fair to it, though. But, like, I look at this production company, and that was actually what I was excited about because when before I saw it, I saw the production company. It's the same company that produced, like I said, Nobody, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah. And also Bullet Train, which okay. – and that, that Kate movie from uh, Netflix. Didn't know that beforehand, but learned that afterhand. Um. But nobody I really enjoy. Bullet Train is top ten movie of the year. I'm pretty sure by my score. Um, you know, so I just I feel like there's slightly more levels to this kind of gory action kind of movie, and that's kind of that's what left some room to grow. Also, um, they they tried some humor. Some of it la- I laughed. Some of it didn't. Um, it's just another ca- another category which we're coming up on right now took me out of this film a little bit and made me a little upset. Let's address it. And I think that hurt some of the, the key elements and, like, some of the enjoyment, I guess. More so the enjoyment. The key elements, the action was good. Um, the Christmassy stuff, it was all Christmassy and great. Um, but, like I said, just I know this studio can do better, and I've seen better, so I just left it at a 15. Characters, tie. I want your score first before I give my score. Let's address it. Okay. Um, John Lugazama. <laughs> He's fucking terrible. <laughs> Like the worst acting performance I've ever seen in a movie. Thank the you. dialogue delivery is awful. I'm so glad. I was so worried no, you were gonna I'm, be like I will not make an excuse. For I was him. so worried you'd be like, he wasn't that bad, Jay. Very, 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 very bad. So bad. Awful acting. So fucking corny. Like he tries to be committed to the Christmas shtick, and it just feels so, so unauthentic. <laughs> I've seen better acting in a high school play. <laughs> Easily. And that's not like he's a nobody. Like, he's a well-known actor. Oh, my God. And I just – I didn't know what he was from. I looked at his filmography, and the first movie that popped up was, like, the 1993 live-action Super Mario Bros. And I was like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> he's in a lot more shit than that. I know. I told Riley who it was, and she's like, I like him. And I was like, what he's, the fuck? He's the fucking titular Bruno. That's what We don't she talk said. about Bruno. She said, oh, he's Bruno. And I'm like, you know my kind of level of respect for voice actors, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, he's he's. I will not make an excuse for him. He's terrible, and he bombs this category. Everyone else is bad. I really like David Harbour as Santa. I'll say it. I like oh, David Harbour's performance as Santa it. Claus. Damn it! What? He's just John Luzaguzamo. Is like the perfect level of actor to be on cameo. And I was I wanted to buy a cameo for Christmas, but he's not on cameo. He's still a little bit too big for cameo. So here's the deal. I know the name, and I feel like he's a more well-known actor. But I'm looking at his filmography. I don't know. I don't know. He played why. Luigi. Yeah, that's not. I know he was in Romeo and Juliet, the 1996 with Is that uh, Leo. Also a bad movie. Uh, it's a split opinion. It's a split crowd on that. Ty, this guy was so bad. I fucking looked up his Wikipedia page. Okay. Looked up his Wikipedia page and like researched the guy's life. He lives in Manhattan. <laughs> like, I was I was fucking doing research, man. You didn't give your score. I apologize. Uh, liked David Harbour. Everyone else was very bad. David Harbour got seven points for me as Santa. Those are the only points I awarded. I gave a seven. I liked David Harbour. I liked his cheesiness. I liked his corniness. I liked See, his performance and the emotional moments. David Harbour was just like whatever to me. I'll be honest. He wasn't bad. He looks like a fucking superstar in comparison to everyone else in this fucking movie. Um, if I were to do my my usual fucking 
main character uh, side characters, I guess yeah. technically it probably should be a little bit higher, this score. But I'm sticking with it. You're giving I, Uno, here's what you're doing is however many points you're giving Harbor. They got negative. In the I side think characters. they got negative. Yeah. That's I gave it characters a two. <laughs> <laughs> I Ouch. I hated John. <laughs> I still have a residual cough. I That was the first thing I told Riley when I got home. I said, this is the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how he got in this film. The writing was like they were so committed to the Christmas bit. But at least like with David Harbour, it would like play off. With John Lucas Gizamo, it was the fucking – it was some of the worst writing-acting combination I've ever seen. Just like the acting was bad. But then like he would say over-the-top shit like – oh, my God. he Like it would be a fucking Christmas joke. You know, and he would – I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure we could fucking look at quotes. But it was like – dude, it was like the worst combination of writing and acting I've ever seen. It was like lines we would have written if we wrote this in fucking middle school. Yeah. And I was acting. Yeah. Like, it was – it took me out of it. He was so bad. And then the fucking – Misi. Oh, he's snoring. Um, <laughs> and then the the guy, the fucking um, – his fucking name was Scrooge. His character name was fucking Scrooge. That's what it is in IMDb. That makes it even fucking worse. Well, they had like the they had the code name, like Scrooge and and Krampus and Gingerbread. I hate it. Okay, and then you have fucking Alex Hassel, Hassel, who plays Jason Lightstone. He was fucking atrocious Terrible. as well. Not good. He was like, yeah. oh my Very god. Bad. Very bad. I hated him. His wife was fine. Yeah, I liked. The, she had a couple of funny lines. I didn't mind her. Sister looked familiar. But just hated her character, which I guess was by design. Um, I, she's in Righteous Gemstones. I know that for a fact, which is wonderful. I don't know what else I know the sister from. The fucking the, – the boyfriend sucked. Terrible. The fucking kid actor – or the kid who's supposed to be like a fucking – like I get the joke they're going with. Horrible. Like this is just a horrible assortment of actors, Ty. Just absolutely dog shit. Led by Mr. John Lucas Zizamo. Yeah. Who's just – I think this is the worst performance I've ever seen, maybe in my whole life, but definitely in the history of Within the Lines. So, for Within the Lines, we've done a couple of March movie madnesses now, and we've approached a point where we either have to do a lot of work for March movie madness or come up with a new idea. <laughs> yeah. I think our March movie madness should be worst performance, and we go back and rewatch some of our favorite worst performances, and the winner is actually the loser. Well, I that idea doesn't work because I have my winner. I'm sorry. I, I, think I don't think it can get worse. I than think this. if we rewatch the dad from the firefighting movie, <laughs> he's he's bad in a really good way bad. though. But he's bad in like a no, laughable it's, way. It's we, just awful. We but we laugh. We got enjoyment out of it, just like we got enjoyment out of uh, fucking cry macho in the punch scene. Um, <laughs> so that's a fucking that's a high seed right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should just be maybe we'll do movie scenes or whatever. Um, like it's, we just play the hits. We just play our favorite hits. It's that one. It's the dad from that movie that you mentioned. When, the, but they're when they're driving off the road and he's all like serious and everything. <laughs> um, I hear recently we have uh, Mr. Tom Hanks and Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, fucking terrible. Uh, let's see. I have Day Shift. I gave a three. Firestarter. I gave a five for acting. I don't remember who was atrocious in that. Uh, all of them. Remember when she fucking yeah. lights the, the cat on fire and Zac Efron's lesson was to, to kill the cat? Not even like, like, hey, don't do that. It was just like, take it out of its misery and I fin finish that. the job. Cry Macho, I gave it three. Home Team, fucking dickbag Rob Schneider and Home Team. 
I fucking hate that guy. I love this goof on IMDb for this movie, by the way. Um, shortly after the dad, Jason, had his finger broken in the nutcracker, his hands appear to be fine the remainder of the film. Yeah, no, I caught that. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> That's a great point. Look, it was rated R. I was waiting to see a testicle get smashed in that nutcracker. I thought they were going to do it. I would have looked away. I was let down that they didn't pull the trigger. Uh, Scrooge, Christmas dies tonight. Nine out of ten found that interesting. Um, yeah, I don't. There's a. They don't have a fucking. This is this is definitely up there though. It's one of the worst performances I've ever seen. I gave it a two. It was that bad. I gave Halloween ends a one. I gave Halloween ends a three. So, I gave this one lower. Look, I'm I'm going. I probably should have put it lower because everyone in this film was really bad except for David Harbor. <laughs> but I like David Harbor as Santa. I like this. I like the Viking Santa. I'll say it. I you like Vikings? I do. It's in my blood. You're a Nor- you're a Norse guy. I'm like seventy. You wouldn't be ever remotely guess it looking at me. I'm like seventy seventy <laughs> like, percent Scandinavian. Yeah, you're like short and brown. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is like a fucking Norse Viking. Yeah. Doesn't make you're any the sense. P- you're the person Brock Lesnar like fucking pillaged and killed and murdered and somehow, stole your family. Somehow my ancestors survived it all. <laughs> they were resilient because they were there. That's your bloodline. Somewhere way deep in the bloodline. It's deep your family member me. hooked up with a Viking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't get it, but oh, that's fucking great. I um, oh time out though, Jay. Are you giving them credit for the Mark Wahlberg nine eleven joke? That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Mark Morgan Wahlberg Steele probably not says, happy about that. Morgan Steele says he could have stopped the hijacking on 9-11 had he been, been aboard the, the plane, a claim Mark Wahlberg made and apologized for in 2012. Fucking Mark Wahlberg. Jesus Christ. That's good shit. <laughs> Enjoyment. Look, as much as the acting did definitely fucking brought this down for me. It fucking took me out of it, Ty. It took me out of some of the fun action moments because I was just shaking my fucking head at John Lucas' Zamo. That's a real bummer. Um, I landed at a 10. Like, oh. the acting was so bad, I came home, and this has gone up. It was like a 6 for enjoyment. When I came home, I told Riley, that is a shitty, a dog shit horrible movie. And the fun moments bring it up, but I don't think I'll ever sit, and that's why it's Captain 10. I don't think I can ever sit through this film again because of John Lucas' Zamo. I just can't do it. I'm not even pronouncing his name right. He doesn't get that fucking respect from me. <laughs> I really do hate that for you, Jay, because, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I thought it was an atrocious performance, and it was, again, like, I'm on the same level as you with him. He should win a fucking Razzie or whatever those things are I called. can almost guarantee he will for this. This feels like he should 1 million percent get that. Yeah. Um, I just, I looked past it. I said, look, this is bad, <laughs> but I'm not here to see good acting performances. I'm here to see Santa whoop some ass and he was wonderful he whooped a lot of ass i gave it a fucking 16 i had a good wow. time i had a good time with this movie it was fun it was gory it was action i laughed multiple times throughout the film i laughed like twice maybe no i i'd say four times but twice actually at the film twice at like i was laughing at it you know what i mean yeah probably at john Lugazamo. okay it's, it's, it, you were locked in on him and i apologize i i feel bad that that took away from your movie going experience you should i wish you would have came with us because you and the guy behind us... I would have had a better time. You would have had a good time with this film. You, you would at least be like at a 13, I think. Bare I minimum. definitely would have had a better time if I had that crowd and I went with you guys. But That bums me out, Jay. I finished, gave that a 16. I finished with a 61 out of 100. 
It's not a great score, but it's a fun film. I finished at a 48 out of 100. Oh, fucking Leguizamo. <laughs> Puts it at 125 out of 159 films. This is uh, another film we fittingly disagree on. It's a it's right right below the Gray Man. <laughs> Which this this movie reminded me of the Gray Man because it was like a dad action film with pretty bad writing and dialogue that you were fine with. Yeah. Um, you didn't make excuses for Violent Night like you did the Gray Man, but no excuses to be made. I just I'm that's why I'm not even mad at you about the disagreement. <laughs> like I'm I'm pissed at the actor for doing that to you because this was a fun movie. This is a good time, man. And I hate that you didn't enjoy it. I won't rewatch the movie, but I'll rewatch like an action compilation where it just shows like the scenes where he kills everyone. Yeah. Watch the highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch Santa's the week 16 performance. <laughs> Christmas night. <laughs> oh, man. What a fucking film. That was a fun movie. Um, I like I like our Christmas spot here, Jay. I enjoyed all three of these things. Yeah, two Very movie reviews Power before Rankin. Power Rank all three things we talked about today. Uh, Guardian, Spirited, and <laughs> Violent Night. Nice. Yeah. I think I probably land this the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, two movie reviews and within an hour. Look at us. We didn't banter as much. I didn't let us get off the, the path. I tried reeling it back in. We powered through it. You kept us on, on the path because... We would have went down it. <laughs> this would have been a very long pod. We would have talked about John Lugazamo for... 30 minutes. No, we'd be looking up a lot of shit. You'd probably be DMing them on Instagram like you did the... Oh, can we, we found can out we that... up on that? <laughs> <laughs> so I never got a DM. Okay. But, um... Yeah, people are can you, please, can you please get her name pulled back up, please? Yeah, it was uh, Benucci Duccio or whatever her name was. <laughs> <laughs> I just... My favorite thing That's is... So, just, you're like, are you Italian? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was for a while, but no. Uh, Gabby Baldacino. Baldacino. There it is. Um, the age scandal. Yeah, so she we didn't know if her 21st birthday happened Yeah. in, like, November or if it happened in – or it's going to happen in December um, because, like, the, the info was different on Google and IMDb. I am proud to announce her birthday actually was – and it took Riley, like, 10 seconds. I didn't get a review or a, a response, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is the girl from Disenchanted. She didn't post – I think she posted last year about it. Anyways, it was November because she posted like happy birthday to me or whatever in like November, October, whenever the fuck it was. So yeah. she was 21 at the time of recording. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you for that follow up. Yeah. Should you, should we DM one person each week? I'll DM John Lugazamo right now. I'll DM him. Okay. Do it. Um, if he has an Instagram, Lugazamo. And he's not big enough. He might respond. Again, I think you're not giving this man credit enough. Um, he is very well. He's got known. one million followers. Very well known. He's won a primetime Emmy. John, comma. But then I'm gonna co- go enter, re- like return, return, two lines. Um, that way he only sees John, comma. Maybe he's intrigued. <laughs> this is this is what I feel like happens at like the pitch meetings for like the Indian scam companies. <laughs> <laughs> we both know you are talented. The prime time. What would you say it was? Primetime Emmy? Daytime Emmy? Um, let me go back. One primetime Emmy Award. The primetime Emmy Award speaks for itself. He <laughs> won for outstanding performance <laughs> in a variety or music program. Okay, so the primetime Emmy 1998, Award. 1998, the year we, <laughs> we were born. So the primetime Emmy Award for what? <laughs> what was it? 
It's actually something star. It's John Lugazamo, colon, freak. What was the, the award, though? Uh, Outstanding <laughs> performance in a variety or music program. Performance in variety or music performance? Uh, program. Program. Um, There's some other – I don't know if you want to if you want to harp on that one. He has 16 wins in uh, various different things. We can go through all of them. Um, go for it. The winner of the AAFCA Award for uh, Ensemble – nope, that's Actor in Film, uh, ALMA, Entertainer of the Year. For, from who? ALMA, Special Achievement Award for 2002. From ALMA? ALMA. ALMA. A, uh, Alpha Light Michelle Alpha. <laughs> Entertainer of the Year for 2002. Uh, we're going down. He's got a lot of other nominees on here. Winner of the Cable ACE Awards. Um, a lot of just like specials about himself. Performance in a comedy special. He's a festival award winner. Uh, let's keep it going here. Nominee winner Norman Lear's Writer Award. Rita Moreno Lifetime Achievement Award in 2022. Latino Entertainment Journalist Association Film Awards. Winner of the New York Emmy. Nice. Winner of OFTA Television Award for an ensemble cast. That's kind of it. So I feel like we landed on a good one there. Performer of the Year 2002. Nice. Special Achievement Award. Please continue with the DM. Um, oh, I'm almost done. Um, we'll just, I just, I need a recap. Uh, hold on. I'm what we're done. saying to Mr. Ligazamo. In non Christmas time. Hold on. Either way. Also was outstanding host of a variety or award special, my VH1 Music Awards. What was his character name? Scrooge? Scrooge. Uh, he did have an actual name in it. Do you, I, I can do some research, figure out what his actual person's name was. John Lugizamo. That's a hard fucking name to spell, man. Lugizamo. Violent Knight. Character actual name. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Let's take a look and see here. All right, it's sent. I didn't even fact check it. Fuck. Um, Jimmy Mr. Scrooge Martinez. <laughs> Jimmy Mr. Scrooge Martinez. Um, unfortunately, uh, it says this account can't receive your message because they don't allow new message requests from everyone. So I don't think Mr. Lugazama is ever going to see this. I think there is a way he can get to it. I think though. I can find like his niece and like just send it to like a, <laughs> a family member. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> like, hey, can you tell your uncle something for me? John, comma, we both know you were talented. The Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Performance in Variety or Music Program speaks for itself. Mm. 16 various wins are no joke either. Entertainer of the Year from ALMA. <laughs> I said again, is no joke either. I, I just repeated myself. <laughs> my fucking my writing in this is as bad as his acting in the film. Wow. Um, all that being said, I have to say I'm disappointed with Violent Night. The characters category in our podcast movie review scale received a 2. Not a 2 out of 3 either. <laughs> a 2 out of 20. <laughs> He's like, is that like thumbs up? <laughs> like, did I get two thumbs up? Maybe it was the writing. Maybe it was the fact you filmed a Christmas film in non-Christmas time. Either way, Scrooge was not your best work, and I hope you rebound in your next film. Thank you, and have a great day. It's <laughs> the most disrespectful hate mail of all time. <laughs> 
Hey, I, I receive hate mail all the time, so I, I know. I Shout guess out. I know how to craft it respectfully. Shout out, what's his name's dad? <coughs> Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> um, oh, I oh shit, he's also the voice of Sid. Sid. He's fucking Sid, Sid. from Ice Age. Ice Age. Yeah. Very, that's what he's known for. I I don't think that's the case, but he's in a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. He rose to fame with a it's Super Mario Bros. is what kicked it off. That's going to be like our next bet. I'm, the bet's going to be I have to watch fucking Super Mario or like every John Lugazamo film. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have thought of it, but you're on to something there. There will be some enjoyable ones with Ice Age, but that's about it. Um, random Rotten Tomato movie review, Ty. This is a Christmas film. I think I'm just going to do all Christmas films throughout the month. I don't know. We'll see. Um, this is one of my favorite Christmas films as a kid. I have no idea if you've seen this movie. I have no idea if you've even heard it of it. Okay, um, fuck yeah. But it does have two notable actors in it. No, uh, I don't want to say notable. Notable. I, do I know reasons. of them? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. It's a film I watched as a kid. This review from Kit Bowen of Hollywood.com says, Ah, another lifeless comedy for the holidays. It's just, it's just super to be reminded how mean-spirited and grotesquely commercial the Christmas season can be, isn't it? Hmm. Okay. Who wrote that? Where does he work? Kit Bowen. It's a female from Hollywood.com. She. She. Read that back to me one more time. Ah, another lifeless comedy for the holidays. It's just it's just super to be reminded how mean-spirited and grotesquely commercial the Christmas season can be, isn't it? Sounds like an Armin White review. Mean-spirited <laughs> mean Christmas movie. Um, I go to Bad Santa being mean-spirited, but... That's a good film. Also commercial, though. Grossly commercial. Grossly commercial. Grotesquely. Sorry. Gro- ew, grotesquely commercial, which means it was a larger Christmas film. Um, I'll give you another one, Ty. Just Yeah. This one says, uh, got any kids who have been naughty this year? Here's their present. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. He compared that film and the months that those people worked on it to a lump of coal. None of this is ever funny. And what's more, we just don't care. That's really bad reviews. I'll be honest, Jay. I only watch, like, I'm not a big Christmas movie guy. I only drink top shelf when it comes to Christmas movies. I know the big ones. I don't know a small Christmas movie to even, like, go with here. I wonder how small it actually is. Because it was one of those movies I watched, like, all the time as a kid. Yeah. Like, every Christmas year. And then I found out, like, other people. Look, I'll tell you, it did $35 million in the box office. That's nothing. That is a very minimal amount. It's got over 50,000 ratings from the audience. We're going uh, Vince Vaughn for Christmas's final answer. Mm, that's a good guess. That's a good guess for a random Christmas movie. Um, incorrect, though. <laughs> what am I looking at here? This is the film, the 2006 film, Deck the Halls, starring Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Um, this is the one where Danny DeVito is the neighbor who moves in across the st- street, and he wants to see he wants his house to be seen from space with all the Christmas lights. And then him and Matthew Broderick beef because Matthew Broderick wants, like, his lights to go away. But Danny DeVito is just, like, the light man. He's trying to get his house seen from space. It's pretty much like the internal probably conflict my dad has with his neighbors every Christmas. It's his brother. It's Tim. It's the internal conflict. No, no, because it's his neighbors who are mad at my dad for having very bright lights. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I've never – I'm sure I've never heard of this film. 
Really? Yeah. Watched it like every fucking Christmas. Loved it. Heard of the song. Uh, not the film. I don't, I don't, this is one of those films I don't want to rewatch it though now that I'm an adult. Yeah. I last watched it in high school. I, I, I'm not going to rewatch this because it'll just, it'll ruin it for me. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just got to let it sit in your memory like how you thought it was. Some movies are great and have bad scores like Law Abiding Citizen. Some movies are probably just bad. And 6% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, <laughs> shows that this is pretty bad. Matthew Broderick, man. I feel like he was good in like one movie. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? Tower Heist. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. And I, I strongly disagree. Have you ever seen Tower Heist? Yeah. It's it's, it's okay. 67% of Rotten Tomatoes. That was a movie I watched a lot in like middle school, high school. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He was also in the B movie. I remember coming home from baseball practice in Live Oak. And turn it on Tower Heist when I got home. It was like it was one of those movies that was like always on TBS, and I always well, I always flipped it on. Just since I'm here, thoughts on the B movie? I don't remember like any of it, honestly. Um, I know it's like universally loved. He sues humankind for the. Oh, it's not universally loved. Holy shit! Capital. It's very much a meme movie. I think people enjoy it for what it is, but they mostly just laugh at it. Forty nine percent. Okay, that's lower than I thought. I thought it was like universally loved. I it's been a long time since I've seen B movie, okay. so right. there's plenty of different ways to watch it. You could watch it on YouTube, where every time they say I've B, seen the one of B those movie videos. plays. Yeah, I've seen one of those. Those are funny. <laughs> it's incredible. It like speeds up or whatever. And yeah, then it's, the whole movie's in like four seconds. They do that a lot with Shrek too. Yeah, donkey. I think is when he says donkey. <laughs> <laughs> it just fucking powers through it. All right, what do we got uh, next week, Tyler? That's, yeah, that's your job. <laughs> uh, next week, we are reviewing Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Are you, are you fucking serious? We're watching another Pinocchio? Guillermo del Toro's No, pin- you're fucking Pinocchio. Swear to God, fantasy musical, <sighs> PG. Can we just review Strange World instead? Uh, Ewan McGregor as, get this, the talking cricket. Oh, God. Geppetto is played by a you know what? terrifying it's, looking person. It's got a 97%. Respectfully, Mr. David Bradley. I'll give it a chance. It's got a 97%. 80 years old. Tilda Swinton? Finn Wolfhard? I'll give it a chance, even though it's the exact same fucking story we just saw. It is. Um, it's just Guillermo del Toro's version. Oh, it's animated. I think it's stop motion, no? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that makes sense. Did you say one of the characters looked terrifying and it wasn't even a real person? <laughs> well, the actor himself looks terrifying. Oh, he's, that's rude. It is. He's an 80-year-old man. It's David Bradley, I'll say it. It's Geppetto in this film. You click on his pictures, he scares the shit out of me. He just looks like an old man. Oh, there's this picture. It looks like he's in God of War. This is actually in Britannia 2017. Tell me this isn't a scary-looking motherfucker right here. Hmm. Yeah. That's good costume design. That's what that is. Wonderful. All right. Gamma del Toro's Pinocchio. We're running it back, man. Can't wait to see what the whale looks like in this one. <laughs> Great. I'm excited. <laughs> Netflix for anyone who wants to watch along. Yeah. Following week, though, Jay. Big three after this. Avatar the Whale Water. <sighs> yeah. What's that about? 
I just don't want to be in the movies for three hours, dude. It's it's gonna be a fucking. And I feel like I have to see it in IMAX. Like I just feel like I have to. Yeah. I have to at least not go to Civic. I think that's the the bog standard line I'm setting for that one is not Civic. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's just don't do that to yourself. This is a big fucking. You want to be on the big screen and see it on a quality big screen. Why can't we just have IMAX up here? We're not good enough. We're good enough for Dutch Bros. Not an IMAX, though. Followed up next week, uh, we're waiting until it goes to Netflix, and it's finally going to be here, Glass Onion. Yep. Murder Mystery. And then we get Babylon, which is, like, super best picture Fun. porn. That's why I don't let you make the schedule. You pick a bunch of weird movies. Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, Tobey Maguire. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. That's probably pretty good. Yeah. Damien Chazelle director known for films such as i'm not gonna click on it we have plenty of weeks to go over it uh next week guillermo de torres pinocchio yep in the meantime be a good friend everybody Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.